0: Welcome, friends, to the Fallout Lorecast. Wastelanders, Vault Dwellers, it's that time again. It's not Monday night, though. We skipped Monday night. It's Tuesday night. But normally we're live Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. And I am your host, Tom slash Robots, here with my good buddy, my good old pal, okay. Laney Neos Pandora. How you doing?
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I'm I'm doing, doing better. better. Yeah, I've been suffering some migraine issues and things. Um,
1: but such yeah, is it's life. it's like every every you know. third Monday one of us is bound to have a headache.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it just kind of happens. It's you can't you can't you just got to deal with it and move on. But um thank you for our listeners being patient. We're we're back again live. Thank you for our live viewers joining us even though it's not Monday night. Thank you for being here. And those of you listening at home, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for joining us. Um, so this week, we last week we talked about the, <coughs> excuse me, we talked about the uh, the Blood Eagles, the raider group, who were particularly gruesome and terrible people. And we talked about a individual whose name is Beckett, who can be one of your companions in your camp in Fallout 76. And the fact that he had... Uh, some connections with the Blood Eagles and had been part of that group. So we figured this would be a good week to dive a little bit further into Beckett's story. So that being said, at the beginning of this episode, if you haven't done any, anything having to do with the character Beckett, you may want to skip this for spoiler reasons. If you're not too worried about minor spoilers, little bits about his background and his relationships and his nature of uh, his connection to the gang, then you can still listen I don't believe, Laney, and correct me if if I'm wrong, but I don't believe we're going to be going into the conclusions of his story at all. I'm pretty sure we're not going to cover that. At least I'm not planning to bring that up, as long as you're not planning to bring that up.
1: I mean, as long as you have look at the end of the notes and tell me that what we're doing is okay, I yeah, I mean. yeah. Well, I've,
0: I've looked through the notes. I just wanted to make sure that you were on the same page with that because oh, then yeah, there are some there are some conclusions to the story that we're not going to reveal. So, if you're okay knowing kind of what goes on and what what dealing with Beckett entails in the playing of the game and and his relationship with his brother and the gang and and that kind of thing, then you should be okay. We're not going to spoil the ending of the quest line. So. That's all just to kind of of put that out there.
1: Most of this is just backstory. The farthest we get is uh, meeting him, essentially.
0: Yes. Yeah. So we talk about his connections. and things. So So it's, yeah, it's not too spoilery. So I think most of us, most of you will be okay with this. Um, And there's still some, the the juiciest bits of his story come about in actually playing through this content and the things that we're not going to talk about. So, so there you go. Um, So uh, otherwise, Lainey, you're good. Things are good you been streaming, have you? Have stuff? Things
1: are good. I streamed some Minecraft yesterday. Yeah, very fun. Yeah, I was gonna stream uh, some Fallout today, but then life happens. <laughs> so no Fallout today. But then on Saturday, I'm gonna do some Hearthstone. I've been diving back in. Oh, cool! Very fun. Cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hearthstone's always a good a good thing to go revisit every so often, especially when there's fun new fun packs to try out and that kind of thing.
1: We have a we have a third guest on the podcast today. It's uh, this
0: tiny cat. Tiny cat. Which one is that? Tiny sushi cat. or noodle? That's sushi. That's
1: sushi? A little sushi roll.
0: Yep, A little sushi roll on the back of the chair. Yeah. Good old sushi. Well, sushi can be we our third, third guest. We'll ask sushi some questions as we go through this and see if uh, mm. sushi can elucidate some info about Beckett, I guess, I don't know. All right, well, why don't we jump right into this? Lainey, why don't you kick this off?
1: All righty, here I go kicking. So Beckett, I mean, we already, we already foreshadowed this a little bit. He's, a he, as you meet him, he is a member of the Blood Eagles, kind of. Um, and that's as much as we foreshadowed at this point because it's relevant to the last episode. Mm-hmm. But let's dive into some stuff that happened way before that. You know, when like a movie starts and they're like, don't you wonder how I got here? Or well, they're like previously on. previously on,
2: previously oh, on,
1: Previously on? Yeah. yeah. So this is, this is that for you guys about Beckett. Um, so we start at the very beginning. Beckett is not from uh, West Virginia. Beckett is from Maryland. He grew up in Maryland. He was very poor. His father died when he was really young and his mother was never there. Um, and he had a younger brother named Frankie. And- yeah, there's a rough
0: upbringing here. And let me jump in real quick. We don't really know his age. And I looked into this a little bit, too. L- Laney's always the one who pulls up the, the notes, but we both do research on these topics. And I've played through the content, specifically, the you know, all of Beckett's quest lines and things. And at no point do I know of, do we find out his age or the year of his birth? So, growing up in Maryland to, <clears throat> excuse me. For some reason, my throat is being weird. Maybe it's the pizza and the brownie I ate earlier. I don't know what's going on with that, so I apologize. Death by Um, brownie. (laughs) Death by brownie. Uh, So, you know, a dead father, absent mother. That could have happened, say, post-bombs, right? It could have happened before the bombs dropped, but I don't think so. From what we know about him, I have the sense that he was born post-war. He doesn't seem old enough to be somebody who's been around since before the bombs dropped.
1: I think I agree with you, Uh, just based based off what I know. It seems like most of the major events in his life take place too recent for him to have been around that long.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think so, if we're painting the picture of this, he's growing up in a post-war world, in a a post-apocalyptic world, right, with a father who's dead, once, when he's young, we don't know exactly when, and an absentee mother. So two individuals who are probably pre-war, most likely, I mean, there hasn't been that many years, right? So most likely, um, almost definitely pre-war, dealing with the circumstances they're in, and probably failing because of the severity of what's going on, right? And ends up with a younger brother, and of course they end up basically on their own, and he ends up having to raise his younger brother, and Basically, be be a parent, and this happens in a lot of a lot of stories. But this happens in the real world as all uh, all the time too, where you have absentee parents, or you have parents who have significant issues that and they can't deal with raising their children, and so the oldest ends up taking on kind of the mantle of surrogate parents, and has to grow up too fast, and that creates issues. So that's kind of the framework we're in here for who who Beckett is.
1: And his relationship with his brother is very, very special to him. Um, he wants to stick near his brother for everything. He wants to protect his brother through everything. And that's, that's the biggest theme you see in his whole story, is that he cares about Frankie. That's, that's his name. His brother's name is Frankie. And Frankie. he's uh, just a, a firecracker, this kid. So in order to survive, Frankie and Beckett will steal things. They got really good at working together as a team to steal just the necessities. You know, Beckett didn't want to get his younger brother into anything too crazy. And this was difficult because his brother proved to be a little uh, bloodthirsty. Too, too a willing. Trigger happy. Too willing to get in yeah. trouble. Yeah. 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 And he kept wanting to do more and more, and more risky things. He, uh, Beckett was nervous that his little brother would. Really hurt someone um, if they kept going like they were, and so you know they stuck together as long as they could at one point, Frankie even contracted rabies from a dog that attacked him, and Beckett was there by his side, you know, acting as a parent or just you know a very involved older brother mm-hmm. and uh they pulled through, right, so Frankie was Beckett's top priority, even though they were doing kind of risky things to survive. it was all you know a means to an end. And then Frankie needed to be safe. That was the goal. But things were getting too crazy. Frankie was growing up and he was getting a little too wild. So Becca decided that for a couple of reasons, he was going to join a gang. Which is so funny. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, this isn't working out. Joining a gang will fix it. It's, well, there's the,
0: a- the sense of like, uh, it's too much trying to be alone. <laughs> you know, like, it's just me and Frankie. Oh, yeah. That's the sense I get is, is that like, dealing with frankie on his own and trying to take care of himself and frankie's needs was was too much and then and and this is how you get involved with groups like this on occasion is they they offer something that you need in a way that it's hard to turn it down so for in a situation like this you know beckett comes across a group and they're like hey kid why don't you hang out with us we'll take care of you you got to do what we say but we'll take care of you you know like it seems a little safer than being out there by yourself, especially in the wasteland. So it it becomes a, uh, not a good solution, but maybe the only direction he felt like he had at the time.
1: I do think that that is the case um, because it was both in order to protect himself, you know, to get, to make sure that he could acquire the things that he needed. But also he left Frankie behind. He didn't let Frankie join this group. He was, he had the benefits of being part of this gang, and then he would take it home, right, and, like, help his brother out. Right, um, right. He didn't leave so him behind, like, leave him. Involved. He just
0: didn't right. bring him with him when he went and did gang stuff. He, he right. was basically like, like you kids stay kids. here, I'm gonna go take care of things for us, and then he would come back.
1: Yeah. Um, and so this marks Beckett's beginning of his time as one of Hopkins' hooligans, yeah. Which is hopkins a very Hooligans. small Raider group. It's a fun little name, uh-huh. hopkins Hooligans. Not doing anything too crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: you know. And this supposedly was a nice little arrangement. Uh, all was going well. He lived well. None of their crimes that they would commit as a gang were ever too crazy, um,
0: <laughs> whatever that means.
1: And whatever that means. And so he had his needs met, and he got Frankie's needs met, and Frankie was no longer involved in doing anything illegal at this point. Um, That is, until Hopkins died, (laughs) and the group could not figure out how to kind of reconnect and regather, so they split up, and Beckett left.
0: Yeah, sometimes when there's a a power void in a situation like this, um, there's either too many people vying for power, and nobody picks a side, or, you know, they just, everything starts clashing, and everything falls apart, or there's nothing tying everyone together anymore. Like it may have been a situation where Hopkins was the one that was really, you know, the brains of the operation and nobody else understood how to keep everyone together and, and believed that anyone else would be a good leader. And so things just kind of naturally fell apart. Everyone went their own ways. So, yeah, that's, so that's where we are with that. Now, um, we're going to get into a little bit more of like, this is kind of the beginning part of it. This is the, this is their life. This is them as kids. This is them starting down the path. And you can kind of see where the foreshadowing goes here. They start out in need. They start stealing a little bit, kind of having to make ends meet, are desperate. Beckett joins a gang. Now he's getting used to that kind of situation. But, of course, it's not It's not the Blood Eagles. This is just Hopkins hooligans. So it's not that bad. Things are okay. You like. You, you can see how it's like, well... We push push that envelope a little further each time and nothing terrible happens. So we can push that envelope a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And before you know it, soon you're over your head. So we're going to get into that in the second half of the episode. But before we do that, let's move into the middle of the show because I have some stuff that I need to do because it is our first official show after the new month, isn't it? I don't remember how this works. Let's just move on to the middle of the show.
2: Hello there,
0: old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest, still eager to serve. So, whatever whatever the scheduling is of the show, it's my brain's a little bit <laughs> mush. Still, um, I do have the opportunity now, in order to thank our previous patrons who signed up during the last month. So, let's go through our new patrons who signed up in January. We have Matt B, who's one of our tier five patrons. You'll hear his name again, and Stephen P, and Pie Man. And Nick B, and let's see, Clay M, and HVT Nico N I K O. Um, and those are all of our uh, January, our new January patrons. So thank you to all of you guys for signing up in January to help support the show. Lots of different tiers, lots of different levels. Um, very, very much appreciated. Lainey, I do appreciate this, as, and I'm just going to keep saying that. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very, very, very much. And welcome to the show. And those of you who are tier four or five, we look forward to chatting with you at the end of the month. So welcome aboard as well. If you signed up in February, we'll give you a shout out next month after the beginning of the month. And an extra extra special thank you to all of our tier five patrons who get a shout out every week we've got amelia r justin s matt b zemnis or zemnis night wolf i think is that your full name it's cutting it off uh don't cut it off it cuts it off i think it's night wolf um if i if I remember that correctly and, and those are our four so those are our four tier five patrons Then Thank you to each of you and everyone who helps support the show go check out patreon.com slash for more information About what you can get for helping to support the show. You guys are The best. Thank you so very much. All right, let's get back to Beckett
3: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too?
2: Be delighted
0: to answer them. All right, so we've got the intro here. We've got everything kind of set up, right? Rough upbringing, difficult situation, starting to get involved with gangs. Where does it go from here?
1: It it just gets worse, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: don't, don't all of these stories just get worse? They all do. They all
2: do. They
1: do. It's so yeah. sad. Um, and this one, honestly, like even you know, they had some hardships in the beginning, but it's so wholesome, despite. Yeah, the, the whole games, taking I care guess. of
0: your brother, trying to do what's, you know, not, just kind of getting by, doing what you need to do. The world's a tough place. You can kind of forgive that to a certain extent,
1: you know? Trying to, he's just trying to protect him uh, and survive, mm-hmm. you know? That's the hardest part in The Wasteland. Of course, you know, even in the real world, you get situations like this right now, but imagine if there really wasn't much else you could do. Uh, right, right. And you could be eaten by a deathclaw death every day. Down
0: yeah or like radiation, right. or like there's so many things out there. you uh, it's yeah. no wonder that you would seek help with whatever group would have you. you know, it just right it just makes sense,
1: yeah, so Hopkins of Hopkins hooligans has passed, and Beckett needs to find some other way to support his brother and himself and you know, some, some sense of community to not feel so alone in the wasteland and he moves to a group called edwin's gang it's kind of a like a casual like non-formal title um every time you read this title anywhere it's always like edwin like his name is capitalized but then gang mm-hmm. is always just lowercase like this dude just had some people
0: yeah <laughs> it's like it's and like it his, good... his his entourage or something yeah right yeah
1: it's funny and i guess hopkins hooligans is like that too but that's a real title
0: mm-hmm.
1: this is just edwin's people <laughs> it's just his gang Um, But this is a larger group than Hopkins Hooligans was, and they are a little bit more aggressive. They were getting into a few things that Beckett wasn't necessarily as comfortable with. They were a bit more violent. Um, And Edwin was apparently off his rocker. This man was crazy. I don't know to what extent, but supposedly he was a nut. And everyone followed him for whatever reason.
0: It's not uncommon that... uh Oftentimes we end up with leaders who are just out there and somehow are charismatic or bold enough that they, you know, they, they bring, uh, I don't know if it's a, uh, what's the situation where you get tortured and then you end up liking your torturers? Uh, what's that called? Um, oh, um you know what I'm talking about.
1: Ah,
0: words don't work.
1: Yeah. I know. You happens, get, this happens every episode. One of us yeah, is just like, yeah, oh, the word. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying. Like,
0: uh, sometimes uh sometimes I'm you just end up in these up. these kinds of situations with somebody who's just crazy and yet they uh, communism recommadas <laughs> says no no it's uh, stockholm
1: syndrome stockholm
0: syndrome syndrome yeah there's there's a psychological thing that goes on here where sometimes our leaders well i mean this is also connected to this the thing that like what is it 40% of ceos exhibit psychopathic tendencies like
1: or like sociopathic, sociopathic tendencies tene- yeah the idea tene- is that tene- they They don't express as much empathy, whether they have it or not. And they're more able to make choices about who gets to stay, who gets to go, who gets promoted, things like that without being emotionally invested. Yeah. Which sounds like a good thing, except it's uh, not on a personal level.
2: Yeah.
0: And there's so many times that we end up with these leaders who Right, right. Who are a little bit out there. I mean, you look at somebody like Hitler, like he his he had crazy mood swings. Like it was, it was well-documented somebody like Stalin. Like we end up with these leaders who lead with fear and there's something about their, your inability to predict what they're going to do. And so therefore they seem powerful because everyone else agrees that they're dangerous. So that's why everyone lets them lead, you know, and this may be that kind of situation.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if that is the case. Um, And I definitely if it is, it sets him up for where he ends up in the future, you know, because nobody nobody is immediately okay with ending up in like from a totally calm situation to getting thrown into something that's just crazy and goes against all your beliefs. Right. But Beckett's story here, we see him get closer and closer, like to where where he draws the line. Right. And eventually we'll see him go past it. And it's just rough. His whole story is it just gets worse and worse. And then in the end. He's in a situation where he just he He's just succumbs to it yeah, until yeah. he doesn't, you know. So right. it's it's wild, but I would not be surprised if Edwin, as possibly this charismatic, sociopathic leader, <laughs> we don't know, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if that was the case. And that's something that he got used to, and he got used to the kinds of activities that this gang would do, um, and it changed where his own where he would draw the line for himself. It makes sense; it's the kind of thing that's bound to happen. Um, with right. exposure over time.
0: Right, and, and it's a very so, real story. You know, just constantly, again, pushing, pushing that envelope a little bit further and a little bit further. And eventually, you know, every time you cross the line, you're like, oh, I, I crossed the line on that time. But after doing that over and over again, eventually you look back on your previous self and you're like, wow, I'm not even the same person anymore. Like, at what point did I change? Well, you, there was no one point. It was many, many different points. And you just kind of slowly got there. Plus, you get accustomed to things like this. You know, like, Edwin wasn't um, Hopkins, he was crazier. But I'm sure he got a little bit more comfortable with that, having to be in that situation and life being desperate.
1: Also got more reward from going on these bigger excursions, I guess you could say. There was more reward to be gained from being in a wilder group. And this definitely benefited Beckett. If you're in a situation where you're doing worse things, but it's also helping you survive better, you're definitely going to be a little more lenient than you would have been otherwise.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um so yeah, so he stays with Edwin for for a bit. Um and things honestly got kinda comfy again, except for the bloody started uh messing with him a little bit. So this was his first time really in Appalachia, was with Edwin's gang. They actually traveled together. Appalachia. Uh,
0: Poop-a-latch-a-poo. That's what it says.
1: Appalachia.
0: That's the noun. Not chia. Apple. 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 I'm going to throw an apple at you. Apple
1: berry. Apple. I'm going to throw an apple. At you. At chia.
0: (laughs) No. (laughs) What's funny is you didn't mess it up the way most people mess it up. And I have messed it up in the past where I've said Appalachia. Not Appalachia.
1: Appalachia. Yeah, Whoa, I haven't. Heard like, that you'll way, hear but... people.
0: No, no, no. Like, people mess up. In fact, p- characters in the game will even say it that way. Like, it's it's common for people oh. for people in certain places outside of Appalachia to say Appalachia. Yeah, it's. But that's not right. But it's definitely not Appalachia. Like a chia Appalachia. pet.
1: Appalachia.
0: <laughs> Appalachia. you're an Appalachia
1: pet, like a chia pet. Like a oh chia my pet. Goodness. Um. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> he's with Edwin's gang, and he moves with the gang to Appalachia. This He hasn't been there before. Remember, he grew up in Maryland. So this is a new place, and he's got this gang, and he's got his brother, and he basically drops his brother off with the settlers at Foundation, and decides that he's better off there than getting involved in anything else, uh, which is probably true.
0: It is probably true, yes. And
1: so, Frankie, you know, he has it pretty good, I guess, you know, his brother's taking care of him. What else could you, he's with the settlers, what else could you ask for in the wasteland, you know? Um so I mean it's it's nice, but Beckett is still doing gang activities and the Blood Eagles get involved. So we talked about this last episode, uh what they do with their drugs, but it gets a little bit we can we can dive in a little deeper now. Um we talked about last episode, their drug of choice was usually buff out and stuff like that. And what they would do is they would uh distribute the drugs to smaller gangs and let them seep their way in to the people in those gangs until they get addicted to them. They would monitor the people that they distributed the drugs to to see who got the most addicted. They would go to them directly and give them a drug of a very high dosage, one that they would not be able to find otherwise without getting it from the hands of the blood eagles. Mm -hmm. And then get them hooked and then take it away. And this is what they did to Beckett. He got hooked. And then they said, you can't get any more unless you join with us.
0: Which is kind, kind of, of, I mean, it's point. insidious, but it's kind of a genius oh, yeah. way of uh, killing their uh, their potential raider competition from the inside out.
1: Oh, yeah. If you not only like it's funny because the blood eagles are always drugged up, which is weird. But if you're also drugging up all the other raiders.
0: Right. Well, and you're pulling out it's their members.
1: You're basically oh, for sure.
0: Hooking, yeah. you're, you're hooking members of these other groups with the need to depend on you. And so, who are they going to stick with? Well, if it comes down to it, and they need to get their fix, they're going to leave the the Raider gang they're in and come join your gang. And now you've got a reason for them never to leave your gang because you keep them hooked. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. And I don't know enough uh, about
0: gang culture to know if this is something that current day gangs do, but it seems like it could be. Like, it it seems like a legitimate, uh, legitimately effective way to do something like that.
1: It's like a weird, like, biological, psychological warfare thing. That shouldn't be allowed. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 right. I'm sure somewhere it's not allowed. In fact, most places, it's probably not allowed.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty rough.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, in the wasteland, um, there's no rules. So, you know, people are going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. So he, oh, gets, will. he gets hooked. He ends up in cahoots cahoots. That's another good word. We've got, all sorts of, we've got good words on this episode, like hooligans I'm and cahoots. That he's
1: in Cahoots with the blood eagles, I think is the wrong connotation. He's in cahoots. Because no one can be in cahoots with the blood eagles, unless they're like <laughs> they are the leaders of the blood eagles, right? Because sure. everyone is just there because they're stuck. Yeah, that's yeah. Not cahoots, cahoots, cahoots is
0: not really the right <laughs> word, but he um he gets he gets drawn in through the the addictions and eventually decides to leave the uh, uh, Edwin's gang for the raiders, right?
1: Oh yes. So he he joins the Blood Eagles in order to keep up with his now uh, very very intense addiction, and gets rid of all the positive experiences that he was having with Edwin's gang and their wacko leader for just an even crazier situation that probably he never would have imagined. I can't like he has had two mostly positive gang experiences up until this point, which is <laughs> Mostly just positive. something else entirely. Right. And, and things but. have
0: been pushing this edge further and further and further, but now he's clearly over his head, right? He's like, he's in with the blood Eagles. And if you listen to our last episode, you will know that the blood Eagles there, there's no, like, there's not a further envelope to push, right? Like this idea of absolute drug addiction, uh, killing, torturing, Stealing, like murder, like all they will do everything necessary in order to because, and they're also high out of their mind when they do it. So, uh, th- this is kind of the furthest you can go on that path until you maybe become like the leader who's the one in charge of it all, right? That seems even worse. But now he's now he's way over in that side of things. You back, Laney? Laney's having connection issues again. Oh. Uh,
2: there you, uh,
1: are. Hello? there you are. There you go. There it is. Yeah. It's I mean, it's pretty rough. It's a rough time. Um and so he joins the Blood Eagles and he keeps taking the chems. And it's just it's a whole thing, right? He's like, I I know people go on Benders, right? Where they'll like take a bunch of drugs and they like won't eat or sleep for days. This is what I imagine the Blood Eagles are doing constantly. <laughs> yeah. Which it doesn't make sense right you'd wear yourself out and i guess that they do but right i'm, I I'm sure they pass a out and
0: then you know a few days later they get back up and they you know like there's probably do some sort of pattern that they go through and as long as they're you know still productive enough to do what they need to do the leadership just keeps them you know is dealing with, willing productive. to deal with that yeah.
1: They can't get too productive. No. They have to be a little drug addled at all times. Right.
0: Right. Well, at least <laughs> pr- productive in the um, way that the leadership is like points them at something. It's like, go kill that, you know, and then they oh, yes. do it. That kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And the leadership doesn't care if they die. Right. So. Right. It is what it is. Um, But yeah, so he started getting involved in some really awful things. Uh, One thing that he does in particular that he ends up, it ends up kind of, uh, being the reason that he moves forward and changes his mind is he starts committing these atrocious acts. Uh, for example, murdering an entire family in the waste. The like, kinds of things that he wanted to keep his brother from at all costs. And I'm sure that in a position in a position that he is in, where he was taking care of his brother, he was the person that formed what his brother thought was right and wrong. You know, all these things. You base it off the, pers- the people that raise you, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And for him to have gone directly against in a just awful, awful way, not just one person, but a whole family against what he was telling his brother is just so sad. Um, and I'm sure that, like, no wonder it, he changed his mind, I guess. And it's very scary to change your mind against the Blood Eagles. Because oh, yeah. he decided that he was going to, I mean, he was in it for the long haul because he wanted those Kims, but once he started doing things that he was not okay with, and it just went on and on and on, and he realized that he was no longer the person that he wanted to be, he decides that he's going to go against them, and the Blood Eagles do not like that. Which There's I'm no sure you had for, to be
0: like, high to make that decision. <laughs> like, like, I think that's what they were working <laughs> against by keeping <laughs> you high, but I think at some point he was just like, he probably was just like... I don't like where I'm going with this, screw you guys, and was just like, out of his mind enough to stand up against them, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. and then they were like, was, Mm-mm. Yeah,
1: the way that I was reading about it implied that he kind of, he started small, I think, perhaps, and it's funnier to think about this as, as him being high, too, uh, or with him being mm-hmm. high, but just this idea of like. Maybe he was, like, thinking about it a lot. And then it just, like, he was, I mean, he's high, so he's, like, making uninformed decisions. <laughs> and so just a little bit of rebellion at a time until it just increases and increases. And then at some point, they finally caught him. And they were like, you can't leave. You can't turn people against us. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> this a, They'll kill you for that. And they certainly planned to because they uh, locked him up in the Roland's labor camp. Rollins? Have you that? Yeah, Rollins. Rollins.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and as we know, the Blood Eagles, if they find out that you are committing treason <laughs> of any sort, they will torture you, probably until you die. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they would torture you. You know, I just connected, like, the, the Blood Eagle kind of torture, like, at the oh, like, yeah. Blood Eagle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I wonder yeah. if they would, do they do that?
0: Maybe I don't know that we've seen anything like that in the game. It may be too graphic to, yeah. sh- to put in the game, but I think that's kind of the unspoken yeah assumption is that yeah. is that he would be tortured in a way that was appealing to the more sick minded of of the gang in a way that would kill him and make a point to everyone else to never cross them again um so yeah, yeah. that that totally makes sense so that's that's basically where you you come across him. Is like right. is at, at this moment where he's decided he doesn't want to be with them anymore. He knows they're out to kill him, and here you are offering him a place to go, and a way out, and that's that's the story of this character. So when you have this character in your camp, and he's saying things like, um, I, I didn't pull up any specific quotes, but I've definitely had him say things. A number of times while walking around like, man, this place is great. Wow. Thanks so much. You know, like, and he, he makes these kind of jokes about being drunk or whatever. Like, like he's, he's a rough guy who's had a rough upbringing, but he's very thankful. And when you go through the quest lines with him and you come back and you tell him what you did in order to help him out, he's always just like, why are you doing this? Why are you helping me? Why would you do this? Like he's, he's very he's never seen anyone do things without wanting something from him in return because he's been a part of gangs. And that's the thing with gangs is that they're always going to be taking more than they're actually giving you. And if you treat him like a human being and somebody you actually care about his response, he's like, he, it's amazing to him. He, he's, he's never seen kindness before like this, you know? Um, and we're not going to spoil the way the quest line works out and what you end up doing, but think about some of the stuff we talked about in the Blood Eagles episode, the way the organization is structured, and you can imagine that there are certain things that he probably has unfinished business with, like the gang, uh, like Frankie, situations like that. So, of course, that's those things get tied into the story, but we're, I'm not going to tell you, obviously, that if you just think about it for two, for two seconds, you'd be like, okay, well, it makes sense that. Yeah, there would be more to do with the gang and more to do with his brother, right? Because those are kind of the two big points of his life so far that we've gone over. But we're, I'm not going to tell you how that stuff works out or where it goes because the ending is is very cool, and I would I want you guys to experience that on your own if you haven't already. So, Lane, you haven't have you played through the Beckett stuff yourself?
1: Oh, you can't hear me. There, go. there you go. I are. have not.
0: Yeah. So I think it'll be interesting. I'm not gonna spoil it for you either, because I, I don't like
1: Yeah, I didn't dive too far into it for my own good.
0: <laughs> yeah. 76 is it's too much of a um a recent thing. I mean, this storyline now has been out for almost a year when Wastelanders came out. But it's still one of those things that um so many people haven't done. You know, there's a lot of content in 76 that even people playing 76 haven't actually played through. But there's a lot of people in in our community, too. I know an, a lot of people who listen to our show because they like Fallout 4 or Fallout New Vegas or Fallout 3, and they haven't really jumped into 76 yet. And this is something I was actually... Uh, we we did a new episode of the Fallout Hub earlier today, and I was talking with Ken and Dave about the fact that this community... And and, and I kind of want to end with this, too. I mean, this is a little bit of a shorter episode than we normally do, but I want to want to take the rest of the episode to talk with you about this, too, because you are in a specific age demographic that i think we're missing in our community and um How me myself you yeah elaney um oh so so i'm gonna i'm gonna lay this out for you guys because i, I want to get your thoughts and opinions on this because i think this is something that we need to be talking about as a community because it's something that is i don't know it's missing and here's my point in the fall at 76 community let's 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 look at the demographics. Most of the people who listen to my show, most of the people who listen to Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast, the other Fallout shows on our network, um, most of the people who watch content on Twitch and watch live streams for Fallout, most of the people who are involved in our community on Twitter and in our Discords and watch content on YouTube, that community is majority over 25 years old by a significant percentage something like 80% or more of the community is over 25, which is interesting. So it makes, me, it makes me ask the question, why, right? Why is the community older than say other communities which skew younger? They skew like m- many video game communities, actually the bulk of the active community that's engaging in the content are between 16 and 25, 16, 24, something like that. But our community skew, uh, skews much older. And I'm not saying the community as a whole that plays the game. I'm saying the community that takes part in the community, watches the content, joins in on social media, skews older. Why is that? And my theory is that the people who fell in love with Fallout four or five years ago when when 4 came out, or ten plus years ago when 3 in New Vegas came out, are older now. And they fell in love with Fallout when they were in their teens or 20s, right? And now they're older. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
0: And because, yeah, or or 1999, you know, like people my age who could have been playing the original Fallout when it came out. Um, The community who's younger than that didn't necessarily get a chance to fall in love with Fallout 4 or Fallout 3 or any of the other ones. And so 76 would have been their first opportunity for them to really get a Fallout game that was aimed at them, that was new at launch. And because of the way the game launched, it had such a rampant negativity around it. And think about it. Every YouTuber, everybody out on on, on social media, on Twitter, everybody was saying, oh, Fallout 76 sucks. This sucks. This sucks. This sucks. And still today, it's been over two years. It's two and a half years since this game launched now. And the community still, if you post something on social media, there are, there are people out there like Psh, lol that sucks why would you play that game like that's the that's the kind of attitude you get from a lot of the the younger part of that the demographic that could be interested in the game so I find it interesting it's it's kind of a, a an interesting question like how do we how do we take this game that is much improved it's way better than it came out two and a half years ago and has been getting po- positive press like Outlets, like video game magazines, you know, like websites, which also were magazines at one point, like PC Gamer and, and places like that, uh, influencers are putting out videos about things like, I tried 76 again. It's really not that bad. I like it. You know, like, that's the kind of news that's coming out now. But there's such a general negativity towards it that so many people don't believe it yet. Right? So that's the question. is like, how do we... And you being somebody who fits right in, right square in the middle of that younger demographic age wise, how, do, what is it about the game that we're missing other than the messaging, which has, should be changed, right? We should update everyone on, guess what? About 76 isn't the same game that it launched as. Um, but how do, is there something that's keeping people from playing the game? Is it, is, is it a fundamental flaw with the game? Is it just not appealing I, to it, that demographic? Like what, is, what's the deal?
1: I... I've had a huge conversation about this with a friend of mine recently because this friend of mine loves fallout and we've talked about 76 and the stuff that's in it, like the content and all of it. And, you know, like they, they have nothing against the content, right? It's more, it's more fallout content. There's new fallout content, right? It's good. It's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And the stories that like this one that we've
0: been talking about are great. They're, they're all very similar to any of the other stories you would have gotten in any of the other games. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And they're really good. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and this is not the problem, right? And the problem isn't anymore necessarily that it's a bad game either. Of course, there are some people who don't, uh, who are not informed and don't know that it has improved over right. time. Right. But for the people who do know and still don't play, a big part of it is that it is an MMO. That is a huge turnoff for a lot of people.
0: Is it an, But it's not an Which MMO in fun. the traditional it's, sense.
1: I know, I know it isn't, it's, and that's it's so frustrating. Right, it's because a cooperative it really is RPG. Just game.
0: It's a cooperative right. RPG that you can play completely on your own if you wanted to. You could play through all of the quest yeah. lines and all the story parts on your own as if it was a standalone expansion to Fallout Four. You could totally do that. Plus,
1: yeah, you so could do other content part of the with other people. Yeah, this is all. This is all. Uh, part of the conversation that i had with this person the other day and i mean there's nothing i could have done to convince them to play it right and that's at the end of the day i don't care much. it's okay play what you want to play if they liked yeah new vegas right sure. enjoy new vegas new vegas sure. is great right right. but um yeah it's just there's and i understand it because i i've played various mmos throughout my lifetime like here and there like little bits but like it's never been my main focus and part of what i liked about fallout is that it's you know, I play first-person RPG. Like I'm used to it. I played lots of games like that. It was right up my alley. And so the idea of it being this game that I liked in this other genre, done in this other way, feels a little bit weird. It, it's the, so I found out recently mm-hmm. that The Sims Five will be online multiplayer. Okay. Bonkers. And does it worry I so here's the thing, I have the same response to that as I do as like yeah. with fallout, I totally get it. It's this idea of like, that opens a lot of possibilities for things that we could do that make it more fun and more interesting and like whatever, as long as they have the same base Sims game. But because I don't know how it'll turn out and it's EA, I, I don't know how it will turn out. <laughs> and it's a little scary, and so I'm less likely to immediately launch into it because Mm -hmm. i'm a little nervous right and so it i feel that and i get that with fallout 76 i didn't hop on to fallout 76 until i started doing this podcast with you right because as much as i love 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 fallout the multiplayer part and just not i don't know any any what ifs about it being an mmo Mm -hmm. was enough to keep me from engaging
0: it's interesting yeah. For no reason. Yeah, it's interesting because yeah. um, I've spent a lot of time looking over the data on this stuff because you know, as anybody who listens to the show knows, I, I do a lot of content around Fallout. I do a lot of content about other games too, uh, mostly role-playing games, but um, but Fallout in particular. There's a lot of shows on our network about Fallout. I want and and I love the community, like the community. It's creating some awesome stuff. The Fallout 5.0, the so many, I could I could list half a dozen content creators off you know the top of my head and say, hey, go look at their stuff. They're doing awesome videos, or they've got a really great stream, or they've got a really great podcast. Um, and that's just you know, just right off the top of my head, and there's clearly more than just that. The when you look at the data, the data says when you look at the average, guess how many people tune in to a Fallout 76 stream on, 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 a, on a given day on Twitch? Would you, would you have a guess? How many people do you think watch a Fallout 76 stream? Just throw out people, a number.
1: Oh, yeah. oh, I don't know. Just throw out um, a number.
0: What would you what would you? I don't even know expect?
1: what to it off of. What is like an average number for any other game?
0: Well, like something like uh, Among Us will have
1: oh, tens I'm of long.
0: thousands of people tuning in, right?
1: Okay, so let me guess. Any given day,
0: yeah, just on on average. What do you think? You just throw out a number for
1: what in particular? Fallout game, Fallout seventy six, Fallout seventy six. Yeah. Um, what if I cap it at three thousand? I don't know.
0: So three thousand. You think three thousand is the average on an average day?
1: Is that? I.
0: It's it's more like between five and eight hundred.
1: Five and eight hundred. Okay. Isn't that okay? But think about it.
0: Think about how many people. Like there are two thousand people who follow the Fallout Lorecast Twitter account. And yet, there's only five or eight hundred right. people every day that tune into a Fallout seventy six stream.
1: Well, a of people don't watch streams.
0: Right, but a lot of people aren't on Twitter. True. Yeah.
1: But I think more Twitter is more accessible than streaming is, right. than watching streams are, just because it's a social media that sure, is like, sure. mostly it's, like text. It's it's trade. an apples and oranges, right. oranges not-
0: comparison. Uh, Twitter yeah. also skews older, Twitch skews younger. Um, but but think about it like, like
2: a lot of those things. Yeah, yeah. But,
0: but think about it. Like if you were if you are the top stream on Twitch in a given day, and you streamed for eight hours, and you got three hundred people to come by your channel, you probably have a consecutive viewership at any moment of hundred and something as people come and go. That's it. That's it. And you might think, oh, I'm not even a very mediocre streamer. Like, you can't make a living off of 100 consecutive viewers constantly for eight hours a day. There's not enough viewers. There's not enough people who are willing to sub to your channel. So so this is where I'm going with this, is if you have this limited pool of people interested in that kind of content, then no individual creator is going to get enough traction to really continue growing or building their community. Because the the people who are involved in the community are limited. There's only so many, right? So if we want Fault 76 to continue growing and to have a bigger viewership on Twitch or have more people watching YouTube videos or checking out some of these content creators and being part of our community, if we want to be open to growing this community, then we really need to be focusing on your demographic, the 16 to 24-year-olds, because they're the ones who are going to engage in that content. And what's so interesting about this is one of the reasons why this show does well is because it's focused not on the entertainment aspects of the game, it's focused on the information and the lore, right? And the information and the lore stuff is going to skew older. Because the younger community, the younger audience wants fun and action and excitement, right? They want funny, funny, fun, good times. Lots of f- clips, like scroll through Instagram, TikTok, you know, like flash lots of images in front of my face, right? They don't want to sit and listen to an hour-long show about the lore, right? They're, they're too busy doing other things, and and that's that's what the community is about. Some of that community wants that, but the majority of that community wants something else, right? When you look at say a thirty-something-year-old, they're no, they're like, eh, I don't want TikTok. Just give me like give me something to listen to while I'm at work, so I can keep my mind busy right? That's why they want to listen to a lore podcast. So that's why that, that combined with the fact that people love Fallout 4 and Fallout 3 and New Vegas is why this podcast has an audience and a sizable audience. That's part of it right there, right? But if we're going to continue growing the community, and, and this is my whole theory here, is that a rising tide rises all ships. If we were to increase the positive perspective of Fallout 76 across the 16 to 24 year old player base... And more of those people jumped in and we started to change the, you know, the attitude about the game because the game has changed. They're, they're, when they say 76 sucks, they're not talking about the current game we're playing anymore. They're talking about the previous version of the game. Then all of these content creators would potentially have new and growing audiences. And then we have a more thriving community and we have people joining our community, coming up with new things to do and new content creators showing up. And, you know, and that's how you keep this stuff going. So that's just my, my theory on it. And I, I want people to ha- be having this discussion because I think there are some people in the community who are just fine with what it, how it is and they've got their friends and they've got their X number of viewers that watch their stream or whatever. And they're, they're totally fine with that and they don't care. And that's fine because that's, that's fine. You've got your friends, you've got your thing you do and that's great. But there are a lot of content creators out there who would love to be reaching out to more people and growing their audience. And I'm, I, just, I just want to put a challenge out there, there into the world. How do we do that? how do we bring more people into fallout into fallout 76 particularly because that's the current live game right you have any thoughts about that being that you're 20 years old and kind of in the middle of it
1: i unfortunately i don't i don't know Fallout's so cool, <laughs> right? And, I and that's know the that, thing right? is that like so for somebody being...
0: for somebody sixteen to twenty four, like it's it's post apocalyptic. It's got dangerous monsters. It's got cool weapons, it's got power armor. It's got funny stuff like the Vault Boy and the Nuka Cola and Bottle and Cappy and like it's got wacky stuff. It's, it has all of the right things to be entertaining. The other thing I want to po- put post out there, like just throw out there, is that if you look at the top content on Twitch or on YouTube. It is either uh, Battle Royales, right? Which Fallout has, but it's not refined the same way that some of these others are. So let's, let's just ignore that for now. Or it's Minecraft, Among Us, and Rust. Those are, or it's just chatting, but of course that's not even a game, right? So it's, it's, those, it's those three things, right? Fallout will never be Among Us. That's not, that's not the same thing. Minecraft and Rust thrive because... They have, There are influencers playing them. All of these things are influencers, like Sam Killjoy is saying in here. But also because you can make videos about those games where people do ridiculous stuff and they're edited and they're edited in a way where it's like flashing and it's like a zoom in on a guy's face and then a word pops up and then a the thing explodes and then some people go ah, And then, you know, like, that's the kind of content.
1: The so answer then is to just do that for Fallout then, right? That's the solution.
0: That's, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering, like,
1: so and and there are some content, content creators who do I this make... like
0: guys like Kev DeWitt do it and do it well and have been doing it since Fallout 4, but he moved on to other games because the community didn't come along with him, right? Because that 25 so, to 35, 45 right. audience doesn't really want that.
1: Right, so you can't do it hoping that they're going to hop on when it, the chances are they're not. You, you are growing right. a community that doesn't exist yet, so right. whoever's going to be putting that effort in has to know that it's starting from nothing. So how uh, do you how do you like it's not impossible honor- to create
0: that content like you and I could create that content. We could have streams where we do no. crazy stuff in Fallout and then create a video for it. Well, how do you get the video in do. front of people's eyes? Right.
1: I have no idea.
0: <laughs> yeah. See, that's the, that's the tricky it's part. it's
1: fun. <laughs> and people, you know, it's unfortunately streaming is one of those things where you either, you either catch it or you don't. Right. And I have clips from like funny moments, but like a lot of the fun of streaming is that you were there when it was happening. Right. That you right. got to comment on it when it was happening. They could react with you. Right. You were a part of the fun. But the only way to grow um,
0: a stream is to have, really like, create crazy. content in other places and bring people in.
1: Right. So you oh, have to take sure. that
0: that yeah. moment that you had on stream and turn it into a video that people can search and put it on YouTube.
1: The chat is saying that it part of it's that uh
0: all it is heavy minecraft and battle royals don't have lore
1: there's also and i think that mashton and neko both of them are really relevant because they're both younger than me yes and so they their thoughts here are like essential and i totally agree part of what part of the things that they love about it and that i love about it right the the vintage aspects of it the 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 game the kinds of things like the i don't know the lore the situations you have to deal with all of that is so interesting
0: Right, and and just because it's heavy doesn't mean it's a turnoff. In fact, a lot of people got into Fallout Three or Fallout New Vegas or Fallout Four before they even really understood anything about the world. And what it does is it creates a depth to the things that you're doing, but you don't ever have to dig into it if you don't want. If you just want to play through and shoot stuff, like you could totally do that. In fact, my first play of, through of Fallout Three, I didn't understand anything about the world really. I just wanted to shoot things and go on quests and just see what crazy things happened. Uh, It wasn't until much later that I really started digging into the world and going, oh, wow, there's a lot going on here. Um, So I I don't know that that's a thing that keeps people away so much as it is a benefit to it if you become more interested in it.
1: They're very exciting, but how do you get them to engage? Another thing, though, is that those things are very cool, but there is just the problem of that's not necessarily the kind of cool thing that kids are looking for. Um, yeah, and it's it's a weird thing. So, like, as someone who is young and plays Fallout, uh, there's for me like there's a lot of appeal for lots of reasons. I mean, obviously, you know that like I, the the music is fun, the vintage stuff is really fun, and lots of people love that. But it's like that is kind of a niche thing too. Like, sure. especially if you're a very young person, like. It's a little weird. It's the kind of thing where, like, if you start saying that you really like it, someone's, like, in my case, would be like, oh, you're like a pick-me girl. Like, you oh, you want people that are older than you to, like, like you because you like this thing. And that's not the case. But there's so many stigmas around Mm -hmm. the game being a meme and then just extra connotations of the kinds of content that are in there. If you have a young person getting into things that are interesting, unfortunately, there are people who are anti-interesting things. (laughs)
0: That's <laughs> yeah, true. It's and they, true, and and that's <laughs> not the target audience. Like anybody who's saying like, uh, oh, lore is terrible. I don't want to play a game with lore, or I don't want to do anything that's interesting. Like that's not the target audience. Like there's going, there going to be people like that in any fandom or any anti fandom. I guess you could say. And, yeah, like that's fine.
1: That's Leave them alone. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the group of people that do want all those things is so much smaller than the group that might be entertained by something like a d- fps shooter like it just I think, like a little i think battle people, royale, Like
0: i think people are more likely to be swayed by if they if if an influencer they follow tells them that something is good now they're way more likely to be swayed by that than they were like they may have people shift on stuff all the time especially younger people will shift and i'm not i sound like an old person now but i know like th- this is bad this is bad this is bad and then somebody they look up to says this thing's cool now and then all of a sudden, it's cool to be the one saying, no, it's cool now. It's cool now. It's cool now. Like, all of a sudden, things can flip. Um, and, I, and I have examples of, like of this from my personal life if, if I wanted to go into it. But th- that's the question. It's like, how do you, like, yes, 76 is good now. Like, how do we get that out? How do we let people know? How do we?
1: I mean, the easiest way is some influencer just says it. Right. And they're right. big enough that it matters. But how do you make that happen? And then, right. I don't know. There's the, something else, and Sam in Sam Killjoy, I love you, uh, brings up that the community is so good. The Fallout community is just amazing, and oh, yeah. you guys are all amazing. It's such a positive, interesting community of people who like want to know more about things and each other and work together and are respectful of each other when playing games together, and just it's so kind and awesome and right. full of interesting, unique people. Which is why and I wanted it to see. Cool. It's, it's why I wanted to continue Except growing.
0: It's why I want the content the creators
1: that makes me to get bigger audience. And this is, the, this is the thing, right? This is like the hipster, like I knew it before it was cool, whatever. This mm-hmm. is the thing, right? Is that you don't want to break the beautiful, amazing community that you have by it growing too much bigger. Well, that's the and problem. So is like that there's so many things on the and, line. And I've seen, like, like, I've seen that before.
0: I've seen that before. We build a walled garden, Right. We go yeah. I was here first when everyone else hated it. And so me and my friends are the only, only ones who get to play now. And Which, we don't we don't let anyone else in.
1: Wouldn't you want the and things that, that you Right, and enjoy that, to that, get that get in and toxic. of
0: itself the 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 want to keep it from growing toxic turns it toxic. Because now you are saying yeah. nobody else can play with my toys but me and my friends go away. And very few people will Wait, actually that's say
1: that. What's happening here? No. Well, no, no, As far as I'm aware. But right. it is worth considering. I don't want that it to get there. The people that we want to target to bring them into the community, the majority of the, the people out there that we could be targeting are people who are not the people in the community right now, yes. right? It's yes. Like, yeah. There are like different it- kinds of people, which which sound well that I don't that sounds you can't say kinds of people that different groups different types people who have different
0: (laughs) interests and things yeah sure (laughs) like
1: what kind is the best kind that's not a good way to put that um but like yeah there's just gonna be people with different interests and there's absolutely nothing wrong with anyone of any uh, any interest joining the fallout community but it does mean that in order to get those people in you're gonna have to take it somewhere that has not been done before because as cool as the content is and as interesting as the content creators are, it just for whatever reason, doesn't do it. And it's, I it's really do think it is, It's yeah, is. Like
0: yeah. Yeah. Mr. Lurch uh, gatekeepers. Yeah, I, I don't. And that's the thing is that, that there is a little bit of that in the community, a little bit of that eh, you guys have been really rough with us and you've been making fun of our game for so long. We're kind of not even talk to you anymore. Like there, there's the tendency towards that. Um, I'm not saying anybody particularly is doing this and I'm not going to call anyone out on it but like that's the fear right is that we become too and people will
1: become defensive against things they care about there's nothing right. in, like, initially wrong with that as long as you're not being obnoxious I guess right. it's right. okay to be defensive about something that you like
0: oh definitely but I would, I would say that it's better to say hey come on into our community this is how we are come join us That's different because now you're setting the standard. You're saying, oh, you're you're interested in this too? Here's what we do in the community. We help each other out. We're friendly with each other. We, you know, we we avoid toxicity. Like this is the way we run our community. You're welcome to join us if you'd like to, if you'd like to act like this as well. That's the way to do it.
1: Really, Yeah, that's actually a great point because obviously the problem that we've reached is Thought76 had a rough start, how do we get past that? If we stop focusing, and this sounds just like, because the focus is obviously the games, but if we stop focusing on the games, let's just start pitching the community. The community is so good. Right, that's a good point. Let's just be like, you want some friends, you wanna have a good time, people are respectful, it's a diverse community, they're fun to play with because no one's gonna be a jerk to you while you're like talking in voice chat to people you don't know, like it's a safe space. And it's really good, that should be the what we pitch. Yeah,
0: but, but how do you pitch, pitch it, it? You know, how do you pitch the game now? Right, right. How do you pitch that without like without taking out, you know, fifty thousand dollars worth of ads on Twitch or something? Like, you know, and then even then our people are people gonna believe you? Like this is the question I'm 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 worried about. Like, how do yeah. we I, I want to I want the rising tide to rise all ships because I think there are lots of great people in our community, there are lots of awesome content creators, and I think that the work they're doing is wonderful i think the work i'm doing is wonderful i want all of us to be reaching a bigger audience and i think it's totally possible because the game is good right
1: like when you love a thing you want to share
0: it with other people
1: or you want to protect it and not let anyone else like it here's (laughs) that's true right bethesda stop everything (laughs) lady's figured it out Uh oh Oh, and
0: and we're never going to know because her internet cut out again. She had the solution and now she's gone. Oh, oh, she's coming back. Okay. 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 She's coming back. Man, you got us. You got us there. We yeah. thought you were just going to drop Anything it on more. us and then just left. Yeah.
1: But Bethesda was like, sorry, we have to take her out. She's, <laughs> no. Cut her
0: internet right <laughs> now. Yeah. I didn't realize so, they were that powerful. <laughs> it's
2: the so enclave. Here's,
1: here's, here's what we got to do. We just need just screw Starfield, screw <laughs> Elder Scrolls. Fallout only, new Fallout game. We just start fresh. We just pretend all this never happened.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: right.
1: And then move forward.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's not going <laughs> to happen. It'll
1: all be good. That's
0: not going to happen. Um yeah, that I mean no. <laughs> we don't have time for that to happen. <laughs> uh so this is what we got. We got Fallout 76. We've got some great updates coming. We had the last update was awesome. We've got more story updates coming this year. We have so much in store that's so good. And this game is just going to keep getting better. Two years from now, mark my words, two years from now, we're going to be like, holy crap, why did anybody ever hate this game? Right? Those of us who are still in the community. Um, but we have to change popular conception on that. And, and I don't know that any one person can do it on their own, but I'm willing to entertain different ideas I'm willing to work with other content creators in order to do what we can to do this. We are not Bethesda. They can do what they can do through their marketing, but we as content creators hold the other part of that and in some ways have an opportunity beyond what Bethesda can do because it's one thing for the creators of a game to say, hey, guys, our game is good now. Of course, everyone's going to go, uh-huh, sure, right? Of course you would say that. You're the people who make the game, right? But for the community to say, Or influencers to say, hey, come check out our game. It's good now. That holds more sway. It may reach less people, but it's more believable because it's individuals, right? I just, I don't know. I don't have the solution. I just want, I want to get the conversation started. And I want us to aim higher than we have been. I want us to find ways to reach out to the broader community. To get out of our little, you know, just leave our own little camps a little bit and go visit other people's camps and tell them to come join us in our camp. You know, that kind of thing. You know, if you play ESO2, talk to the people you play with ESO and say, hey, have you tried out Fons 76? It's pretty good. Like, that's not a hard jump. There's a lot of people who play both, but there's a lot of people who don't, you know. I don't know. Just just an idea. I think that there's ways for us to keep growing this community in a very positive way, um, but we just have to be willing to do it. So, anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. Put my soapbox away. It's it's done now. Um,
1: thanks for coming to our TED Talk. <laughs> thanks for coming to our TED Talk.
0: Uh, thank you guys in chat for being so active on this.
1: Uh, yeah. Awesome
0: stuff. Yeah. And, and this isn't a this game versus this game concept at all. You know, you can love multiple games. It's fine. I love ESO for different reasons than I love Fallout. Fallout 76. But I think they're both great games in their own ways. And that's totally cool. And there's some ways that they're both great games in very similar ways especially when it comes to the stories in the world. Um, They're different worlds and different stories, but I think that they're just as entertaining. So anyway, okay, well, let's wrap it up. We've kind of taken this episode much longer than we intended. (laughs) Um, If you have any thoughts about any of the stuff that we said and specifically not not explanations for why things are the way they are, but how we can improve them and how we can continue growing the audience and keeping it positive, then please share them share them on our twitter accounts share them on our discord uh, find ways to bring more people into the community and if you happen to have connections with any social media people any or any influencers any big influencers that you might just want to reach out and just say hey man have you tried playing 76 maybe just play it for a week or two on your stream like even medium sized social inf- like people will, will have an impact i mean when you have a game that only has has 5 or 800 people Watching the game every day on Twitch, and you have somebody with an audience of 500 people playing the game and having fun with it, then you might just double the size of the people watching on Twitch. That's it's not hard math. Um, so, just an idea. So, anyway, lady, what else do you have going on? You've been streaming and stuff, right? Do
1: you, oh hello, I do the streaming things. I stream <laughs> things. That's where I play things that I stream. Incredible. This is how I'm gonna pitch everything from now on. We were I was building in Minecraft the other day. This is relevant. And uh which I stream. Wow. <laughs> and there was a part where I had like five words banned that I couldn't say. And there was the word no, the word uh and um and or that's two words and is <laughs> uh-huh. I couldn't say is and I was giving a house tour of my little Minecraft home and I ha- I was so, uh, I was a lot actually. We'll just leave it at that. But it was great. It was a great time. Everyone should join in. Uh, but it was really funny. I was being really redundant with everything that I say because I, I couldn't say anything in a direct way. So I was like, it'd be much funnier to just, just to overdo all of it. You know, uh-huh. we're having a good time over in uh, over in Minecraft. So okay. any Minecraft, any any Fallout, Minecraft fans. Actually, speaking of crossover time. I built a vault in The Sims once, uh-huh. uh, right? I'm going to build a vault in Minecraft. Very exciting. Probably next Monday or Tuesday. One of those. One of those days. So that's going to be a thing. So I hope, I hope, I don't know. You guys should come in and enjoy that with yeah, me. Yeah, go Have check it out. Time.
0: Go check out. Lainey, Lainey does lots of Sim stuff. Um, I'm trying to get her to start a yeah. YouTube about The Sims games. I think.
1: Yeah. I'm discouraged about The Sims 5, but it's okay.
0: Oh, but that could still build you an audience and then you could do other stuff.
1: I, I'm going to be the girl that hates The Sims 5.
0: <laughs> no, you could be the girl who is skeptical about it and lists all the reasons oh. why it would need to do certain things in order to be good, like The Sims 3, right? Like any commentary is good commentary if you do it well. And then people Sims, will watch it.
1: Sims two and Sims three were masterpieces. Right. Then
0: you should start with that. You should start with that. You should start with all of all of the reasons why those games were great and what they what they need to pull if they're going to do the Sims online for Sims five. What they need to bring from those games in order to make it succeed and what they need to avoid doing on multiplayer to make it succeed. Do a, do a series of videos on that stuff. It'll be gold. I'm telling you, I'm telling it's you.
2: True. It's true. It's true.
0: You're and the genius you, here. And, and you know that stuff. You know that stuff. Like yeah, totally. Yeah.
1: All right. I have thoughts. You have thoughts. But yeah, it's fun. We're having a fun time. I've been streaming. Uh, the goal is three times a week because not burning ourselves out anymore. That's the goal. That's it's 2021. We are no longer allowed to burn ourselves out. Self-care. Be good to yourself. Right.
0: Be good to yourself. <laughs> well, good. Um, yeah, I'm just still doing all the stuff I am. I'm actually talking with a number of new potential shows for the network that have to do with Fallout stuff. So bunch of cool new Fallout stuff might be joining the podcast network. We'll see where all that stuff goes. Um, But yeah, good stuff. We've got the Rocket Club for anybody who wants to join in and take part in the Rocket Club and launch your own podcasts. And I help you get it up and running, answer all the questions for all the myriad of things you don't know yet. Uh, That took me years to learn. I will share that stuff with you and how to market it and how to design your show. And make sure that you launch it with the best potential success from the beginning. Um, So you can go check that out at robotsradio.net slash rocket-club. And other than that, just been like, just chewing through a lot of data and, and, you know, bringing up these questions about, like, how do we continue growing the community and and making these, you know, everything even better for for us. So, you know, just thinking, asking the tough questions. I, I like to challenge myself with stuff like this because it's like a puzzle. Like, I believe there's an answer somewhere and I just don't know what it is yet. So. And there's and, and by answer this somewhere I mean something I specifically can do, but I don't know what it is. So trying to figure that out. but uh thanks for tuning in. I hope you guys have been uh, entertained <laughs> by our conversation this episode and the information uh, that we went over with um, Beckett and uh we'll see you next time with some more probably more Fallout 76 stuff. We might get into the uh, the other Raiders group, the Raiders, the crater Raiders group or potentially the uh, settlers over in foundation. What do you think, Lainey?
1: Hello? I think that those are great options. Why why can't you guys hear me?
0: I don't know. It's like the first word you say always disappears. Alright, well thanks for being here everybody. Uh, I'm just chewing my words. Thank you for being here everybody and until next time stay safe and don't take a bunch of drugs and join a gang because it doesn't pay off. (laughs) We'll talk to you later. Have a good one. To plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things, and check us out on Twitter twitter.com/robotsradio.
2: You've been listening to the Robots Radio podcast, smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.
0: All right. Thanks everybody for being here and taking part in our yeah. discussion. You guys had some These really great. interesting insights and I'm always happy to see your thoughts on this stuff. Uh, the stream over when your ending finishes. We're here to chat a little bit while this ends. Uh, a little quiet at work without robots radio in the morning. Oh yeah. I've had, I've had some migraines and stuff and I haven't been able to really focus. I, so side note, side story. Um, a year ago, I started a new medication for my migraines and, and, would get them, like, weekly. Uh, once a week, uh, and I get migraines with Aura, so my eyesight goes away for a little while, and then I end up with, like, a terrible, terrible headache, and it lasts for, like, two days, and then I feel super foggy. So I t- started taking medicine about a year ago, and it reduced the severity of the migraines, but I still got them about once a week. Um, so I just upped my medication, and over the last week or so I've been kind of dealing with that and actually just had a big another big migraine yesterday for the first time in a long time so I think I think I must be adjusting to the uh, differences in the medication but I appreciate you guys uh, I, I'm sorry I haven't been able to stream in the mornings um, it's it's one of those things where when, when I get this it messes up my sleep schedule so some days I don't even get up until you know sometime in the afternoon <laughs> like it's you know and then I can't sleep at night and then so I'm just kind of scrambling to get things done in weird hours so it's hard for me to stay on a schedule sometimes but I appreciate Help. it I may take your slot <laughs> Lincoln you want to host one of these episodes sometime? yeah or is mm-hmm. weird the first time I had the first time I got one I was in 8th grade in the middle of like I don't know history class or social studies or whatever it was called at the time and uh, like it was like oh my god I'm going blind <laughs> I didn't know what was going on I was super freaked out uh, didn't know what to do you know Twelve-year-old, thirteen-year-old kid. I don't remember how old I was. Just like, what the heck is happening? Yeah, it's weird stuff. Uh, but Lainey gets migraines too. You are welcome for inheriting <laughs> my genes. You are you are welcome.
1: <laughs>
0: I would soak as a host, but you do like commentary, Lincoln. If anybody doesn't know, are you still doing this? Are you still doing commentary for CS:GO? You are. Uh, I am more of a guest type guy. <laughs> but that's like being a the
1: host. The other day, the other day, I messaged Lincoln in like the middle of the night. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> I was like, all crushed. I was like, start streaming. <laughs> and he was like, now? Right now? <laughs> I was like, what do you do? No. What, do you, what
2: do you mean? <laughs>
0: That's great. <laughs> yeah. So I apologize for not being able to do during the day stuff. Um, I've also, like, on Sunday night, I shifted to doing my editing after the show instead of. Uh, said the next morning cuz I wasn't sure I was going to be able to do it the next morning. So, um, but who knows? You know, things might things might level out. I might be able to do morning streams again. We'll see. Um, otherwise, that's why podcasts are a little bit easier cuz you can kind of schedule them around things like this. You know, like it's not the end of the world that we didn't do this yesterday. It's still going to come out. People are still going to see it. Or it is. Or it is. We just lost all of our <laughs> listeners.
1: No. You almost lost me. Remember, Bethesda almost yeeted me. Yeah, they I did almost yeet
0: you. Yeah, you were you were almost yote. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or as I like to say, that. yarted.
1: Yarted. Oh, that's a good one.
0: Yeah, low elf. That's yep. Yep. I was about the same good. age too. Yeah, it's it's weird. Ooh, tournaments. What are we talking about? One a.m. Let me go to sleep. <laughs> no, no paid work. I plan on uh, commentating over games when I start streaming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you should you should do more of that. You're good at it. <laughs> Never had a migraine. Good. You probably won't. You probably won't. It's one of those things that's usually genetic. The ESEA. Yeah, you know what? Um a number of years ago, a friend and I almost started a local uh like a local tournament community. We actually ran one game with some local teams for CS:GO. It was a lot of fun. Um, things changed. They they're kind of a local entrepreneur, and they wanted to put money into one of their other projects first, so we never really come back and and finish our work on that. Um, but yeah, we had we had people drive over from all sorts of different places nearby and had a little local tournament with actually like land tournament. It was cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, then are you gonna do any more streaming tonight? You do anything
1: else? Oh, not tonight, but definitely on saturday i pitched my streams this week as no date no worries because it's valentine's day week oh. and then i bailed this is the worst thing right i was Here's like bad don't date? worry if you don't have a date i'll be there and then i stood all my viewers up today why i life is hard <laughs> <laughs> okay that's why <laughs> <laughs> i promise i have a real reason but
0: Play CSGO Uh, with me. Lincoln wants you to play CSGO with him.
1: I know. Oh, my God. Ah, so, okay, I can only play so many games at a time. (laughs) (laughs) My brain will explode. I already like. So here's the issue, right, is when I started streaming all of my streams, that was that was the time I dedicated to playing games, Mm -hmm. right? Right. That's what I got. I didn't really play many games outside of that, even before it starts for me, I was in like a a dry spell, right? And so I got really into games again because they're so much fun. And now I stream them all the time and you guys know that, but when I'm not streaming, I'm usually trying to do things that are not gaming. Right? Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that. But the problem is that I I like games and I want to play more games. It's why I keep downloading games that people tell me to play or play with them or like just even games that I want to play and then just not touching them. And I understand it. I used to think people are crazy. They would like buy 500 games and they never play any of them. And they'd have the big Steam library where they never touched anything. And I was like, that's bonkers. How do you do that? And now I'm over here with like 500 free games that I'm never going to touch because I just can't get around to them. Yeah. That's, um, no, that's a real thing. Uh,
0: that's uh, yes. It's
1: crazy. Anyway, yeah. and then here's the other thing. Mental health is a blast. I we lots of you already know this because lots of you are also my followers. I'm bipolar, and it, a fun thing happens when you're bipolar called mania. And this past week, <laughs> I've been losing my marbles because I my sleep schedule got rocked. Thanks for I the host, wondering until four or five in the morning which isn't like that crazy for some people i don't like have work or school to go to so it's not like an issue necessarily but it does mean that i like rocked my whole sleep schedule i can't i oof and it wasn't even good having a mental (laughs) illness that directly affects your impulsivity is torture it's like it's so bad except it's also fun because it's mania it's just a mess (laughs) that makes it fun (laughs) it's it's it's, it's, like fun but it hurts you (laughs) (laughs) today though oh my god today i was going to ham so like i missed my stream this morning because just life and then uh the day was going on and i was like i still have the podcast tonight like i need to like get going i need to still like get ready and like have a day you know Mm -hmm. and so i was like i'm i'm determined to do something today even if that is just self-care because i was like i i'm not in a good state of mind i need to just take care of myself and so i had like a calm day and then (laughs) I got really sucked into the hits from 2010, like the top 40 from 2010, like the biggest ones. It's it's like fifth grade for me. That was a time. And I know every word to these songs. And so I was going bananas by myself in my room, right? Just like full on, like 10 years old, dancing in my bedroom, like going wild. It was really good, highly recommend. Find the songs that were popular when you were 10 and then go bananas. It's a good time. And then I built a house in The Sims. That's it. <laughs> that was my day <laughs> End of <today>. story. <laughs>
0: well, there you go. There you go. You know <laughs> what you I did? Come. You know what I did last night when I couldn't sleep? Because uh, I you? messed up my sleep schedule because of my migraines. Uh, I happened to notice on YouTube that w- uh, one of like the major network like TV channel, network sh- YouTube channels, for some reason, showed up in my home screen. I never watch it. But they were okay. streaming episodes, not 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 just videos. Streaming episodes of GI Joe from the eighties. Oh, yeah. When I was funny. like a little kid, and
1: I haven't seen GI Joe, but I've seen the GI Joe parody Futurama episode.
0: And I haven't seen these in so long. And I put I put on one and watched a good I don't know fifteen minutes of it. And I promise you that in the back of my brain somewhere, I remembered the episode, and uh, like. The characters would do stuff and it'd be like, Oh yeah, this is when this thing happens and then, then it would happen and I was like, How do I remember this? This is That's so this fun. is amazing. Yeah. Weird. It was like very familiar and yet foreign all at the same time. Super weird.
1: But yeah, here's the so Mashin says I don't want to listen to songs from when I was ten. I didn't think I wanted to listen to these songs either. In fact, <laughs> on a logical level, I have no interest in most of these songs. I don't care for Little Wayne. Little Wayne, I pronounce <laughs> Little,
0: little way. Wayne. I don't care about you, Little Wayne.
1: But I was bopping today. Today I was Lucris's biggest fan. You know, wow. sometimes you just have to step outside of yourself a little bit. I had yeah. some some Bieber on there. Oof. I had some. Oh. oh, what else was going on in 2010? Oh God, some really obnoxious pop music. That's that's all. It was rough. I have a playlist now. It's called. This is why our generation is like this. It's just That's a good name really for. It. That's, song. I had the same thought about GI
0: Joe when I watched it. I was like, "This is why my generation is like." Ta da! <laughs> uh, no, but I but I did understand why little kids, at least when I was a little kid, spoke the way they did. It was because of the kinds of lines that they said in GI Joe. Yeah, like Well, sense? there's finally a good idea. Like I know why little kids would say things like that. It's because they got it from the yeah. cartoons. Yeah. Like that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Go. All oh, right. Oh,
1: do you know? Wait, sorry. we're oh Extending it. What is that's going scary. on now? Do you know, father?
2: Yes. About like <laughs> yes. Gen
1: Z expressions.
2: Probably not on the
1: internet. So it's a whole thing, right? I'm masking. <laughs> I don't
2: you're know that's what? the
1: appropriate word. Wait, wait, wait what? That so is masking them. That's the word people use with like if you're neurodivergent and you're trying to act normal, you're masking. Not quite the same thing, okay. but basically there's like a learned behavior that like, if I'm interacting with like someone else in my generation, right. That also consumes the same kinds of media as me. There's a few expressions we do instead of showing proper emotion. Okay. For example, if you're surprised by something, right. You got the classic, you just, you just cover your mouth. If you're shy, you got, you got little anime hands mm. or you got mm-hmm. one of these. hmm <laughs> so okay. bad. But yeah, they're like yeah. memes. But you know how like things start out ironic and then they slowly just become the culture? Right. Yeah. yeah. So many. There's yeah. there's so many. No, and but, and
0: every generation has something like that. Right. Sure.
1: There was I saw a funny video where this woman, uh she was a teacher and her a significant other, I don't remember all the context, but her significant other had like a done a job interview with this young girl and thought that this girl was like so funny, like had the funniest expressions, like funniest like mannerisms, whatever, and gets home and is like, this girl was so funny. She did all these funniest things. And their wife, the professor, was like, Oh, was it like this? And then did all the expressions. <laughs> uh-huh. Like, Yep.
0: And they're like, No, that's just a generational yeah. thing. Yeah. That's not just that's, not just, that's not just that girl. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah
1: Lainey and pokemon be like laney's animation poses yeah we got we got we got this one we <laughs> got this one we got
0: would you be the, would the your name be Would you, as a pokemon would you maybe? be elaney? A, a would you say laney laney i'd
1: probably be like maybe I don't, know. I don't know why why was i in my head i was like i'd be Yenel. Laney backwards <laughs> doesn't sound good. I don't know. Not gentle. Lanky, oh, it would no. be
0: lanky. Lanky, lanky. lanky. I just and key. then when you get mad, you go. <laughs> yeah, like like. Uh,
1: someone. Pikachu, when someone he's like, if someone makes me a Pokemon. Like Laney as a Pokemon, I will give you it would be a cat it I would I... be a
0: cat like poke- pokemon wouldn't it yeah
1: okay so yeah. like pikachu's like a mouse like pokemon mm-hmm. i want i would be like a pikachu but it's but a me cat? and but a cat.
0: not like mew cat body. right not like mew no
1: i want to be because i want to be like
0: like a cute cute little cat cute and like like a baby cat like one, like,
1: baby, like one of the baby
0: like one of the baby pokémons where their heads are so big that they would never be able to itch the top of their head with their arms
1: you used to say that about drawings I would do in elementary school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have memories. Because, mm-hmm. you know, kids draw I mean, really big heads. It's like, Right, arcuti. really big heads, right? Yeah. When
0: Oliver would draw characters with big heads, we would call, he would just do the head and then the legs. And so we called them walking heads. They <laughs> yeah. we were like walking heads. So.
1: Walking heads? I don't know. It's yeah. terrifying.
0: All right, I feel like we've gone on long enough. Uh, yeah. the people the people who are patrons who get the full version of this episode are going to have a lot to digest. You are Ooh. welcome. Um, well thank you for <laughs> joining us everybody. Great. Have a good rest of your night. I will be back on Thursday for the Elder Scrolls lore cast. Um, the Dungeons and Dragons lore cast is still just audio recordings because Stuart still has uh, baby duty. He's got a new a new baby and uh He'll be back Ooh. for a regular schedule in a few weeks, but that's going to be moving to Thursday as well. Um, but uh, other than that, I'll see you guys around. Thanks. Good to see you guys. I miss you guys, miss seeing you guys in the morning. Thank you for being here, and thank you for joining us for the regular shows. If you come every week, really appreciate it. Bye, guys. See you later.